Thank you for listening to Calvary Aurora's weekly Bible study. We pray as you study through God's Word that you're blessed by God's abounding grace. Hey, well, it's good to be with you guys. It's always good coming back home to Calvary Aurora. We love you guys so much. Um, a lot of new faces, but a lot of old faces that we, we love seeing. Um, but before we get started tonight, I really want to uh, teach you guys one Russian phrase. I think you guys can handle this um, because our church has been praying for you guys and they know how much you guys have been praying for our church. So I want, if it's okay with you, I want to take a video of you guys saying hello Zaporozhye in Russian and then we can send it to them because they're praying for you guys. Um, they were praying for you earlier today. So you guys ready for this? Okay, so hello in Russian is Privyat. So Privyat. And then Zaporozhye is our city. So let's try this together. Privyat Zaporozhye. Okay, one more time. Privyat Zaporozhye. Okay, so this video we're going to send to our church because they love you guys and you guys are always praying for them. So on the count of three, you guys are going to say that, okay? You ready? Okay, one, two, three. Yeah. Okay, well, those guys, yeah, you guys are great. You already have the accent. You guys are ready to move with us, so. No, but let's pray and we'll get into the word and we'll, I'll share a little bit about what's happening in Ukraine as well. So Jesus, we just thank you so much for this evening. We're thankful um, just for your word. We're thankful that um, no matter where we are in the world, we can just open up your word and hear from you, whether on a Wednesday night in Aurora or, you know, a Friday night in Zaporozhye, you're always faithful to speak to us, Lord. So I just pray that you speak through me now, that it's not me, but it's you speaking through me, that you minister to the people's hearts here, that you open hearts, you open ears, you even open my heart, Lord, soften my heart to what you have for us tonight. Um, and we're just thankful. We praise you for everything you're doing um, here in Aurora. It's always so such a blessing to come back and see what you're doing here. Um, and so just, just bless this evening, and uh, we expect to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I want, I love Emily, and we love to share together, but tonight I wanted to kind of, I have, I have some things that I want to share with you and kind of incorporate it into what, you know, the Lord is doing in, in Ukraine. And so, um, that's why Emily's not with me sharing the update, because I'll share a little bit later about kind of what the Lord's doing now and how we ended up in Zaporozhye. Um, because last time we were here, we were in a completely different city. Um, but really, my heart tonight is just to share. You know, I was praying about what to share. And I was praying, you know, the Lord has been teaching me so much over the years. And um, it just, you know, he, he was really speaking to me this week. He said, you know, just share with the people what, what he's been teaching me. And so I just really want to just open up to you guys, share what the Lord's been teaching me through these last through few years. Um, and I hope it encourages you. I hope it blesses you. Um, and God is always working. God is always um, working in my heart, transforming me and changing me. And, you know, we moved in 2014. And since then, you know, the Lord has, you know, changed me even so much more into his image. And he still has such a big work to do in my life. Um, but I hope, I hope some of our testimony and, and just what he's doing encourages you. So I want you to open up to a couple spots. We're going to be in Habakkuk chapter 1. And then later on, we'll get to Exodus chapter 14. 
you know, it's always, it's always really just, a, just an awesome thing to take a step. God gave me a verse in Habakkuk a number of years ago, and now I'm reading this again this week, and it's just an amazing thing to step back and see kind of what God has been doing in my life and be able to look back and share with you that. So starting in verse 1 of chapter 1, it says, The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw, O Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear, even cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surrounded the righteous and therefore perverse judgment proceeds. So we have Habakkuk here. He is a prophet with a burden. He's crying out to the Lord. He has this heavy weight as he's watching the nations, and he's watching what's happening to Judah and the surrounding nations that are coming in, and God's using these other nations to bring judgments upon um, Judah. And Habakkuk has this message that is such a burden and such a, it's such a heavy thing, and he's crying out to the Lord. He's even crying out here. He says, you know, how long shall I cry, Lord? You're not, he's like, and you're not hearing? I'm crying out. There's violence and there's unrighteousness. Lord, please answer my cry. And um, we see God's faithfulness in this. And it's this, this section really... Um, speaks to me in many ways, although, you know, the context is a little different. Um, Ukraine has been on my heart for so many years, and we've been praying and calling out to the Lord for different things He's doing in Ukraine. There's been, you know, violence and war and, and all these different things happening in Ukraine, and I feel like we're just calling out to the Lord, and we see His faithfulness, because by the time we get to verse 5, the Lord answers Him, and, you know, just like God is so faithful in every aspect of our life, He's always He's always faithful to answer us when we cry out to him, you know, with a, with a sincere, um, contrite heart. And this is what he says in verse 5. And this is, this is one of my favorite verses um, of these past few years because the Lord gave it to me in a very, very uh, special time of my life. So the Lord answers the burden of Habakkuk in verse 5, and he says, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe even if it were told to you. You know, he calls Habakkuk to look among the nations, to be utterly astounded, to, to take a step back and see what God, what God is doing, you know, with, with these other nations that are coming against Judah. And, you know, in this context, the Chaldeans were coming against Judah, and, and God was using these nations to bring judgment upon Judah. But, you know, Years ago, God started calling me to Ukraine, and he started calling me to just pray for Ukraine and to look at Ukraine. And this verse, he gave me this verse um, a number of years ago, and he says, Byron, just look among the nations and watch and be astounded. Specifically, look at Ukraine and be astounded at what, not just, not just politically or economically or whatever is happening there, but be astounded what God is doing and wants to do spiritually in Ukraine. You know, so God started putting this, this burden on my heart just to look at Ukraine and just to, just to pray for Ukraine. And he gave, us, he gave Emily and I this promise that we would be utterly astounded because he will work a work 
in our days, you know, that we wouldn't even believe. And it's so true because looking back, you know, five or six years ago, before we even moved, I would never have believed what God has done in my life personally, let alone Ukraine, um, since we moved there. And he really is doing a work that, you know, no, no, my, my mind can't even fathom what he's done, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do. And so, you know, this verse, as I was praying about Ukraine, God says, you know, just, just pay attention. Just look and pray and see what God is doing. And I encourage you guys to do that too, you know, whether, whether your heart's here in Aurora or somewhere else, you know, just pray for the areas of the world that God has put on your heart because he's doing a work today no matter where it is, there's always a remnant of God's people, and there's always people who are seeking after him, and he's doing a great work um, that we would never believe. Um, but here, here's the crazy thing, you know. God is always calling us to step out in faith and to keep, you know, keep moving. You know, Pastor Dave Gordon, who's in Thailand now, always told us, you know, his, his motto is kind of just to, you know, keep plotting, like one step at a time. And, you know, as a missionary, and just in ministry, I think, you know, a lot of the times, you know, it's so important just to keep plotting, to keep taking those little steps of faith. And um, so as God is calling me to look at Ukraine, to pray for Ukraine, he's also calling us to take these little steps of faith. Little by little, um, the Lord continues to work. And, you know, he calls, he calls his disciples to follow him immediately. He calls his, you know, his his disciples, when Peter and Andrew were fishing, he says, come, follow me. And it says they left everything and they followed him. And, you know, that was their first step of faith. But as you read through the rest of their lives, they continue stepping after Jesus, following his call and obeying him. And so the Lord gave me this verse in Habakkuk, but then, you know, war came to Ukraine. And we were looking at Ukraine, and Ukraine is falling apart. People are dying. There's economy problems everywhere. And I, I, I turn to God, and I'm just like, God, what's happening here? You know? You, you said you're going to work a work here, and all we see is destruction and death and, and horrible things. And, you know, he says, you know, just keep stepping, just keep walking in faith. And so we kept obeying him and walking after him. But... You know, many of, us, many of you guys prayed for us back in 2014 when we had to leave Donetsk. And this was, this was a really, um, this was a time when the Lord was really getting into the deepest parts of our heart. And he was really asking us, you know, are you, are you really living by faith? Do you, uh, is there anything that you're holding back from me? You know, is there any idols in your heart? Are there anything that's holding me back from a, a really close relationship with Jesus? And he used this season um, when he removed us from ministry, when he removed us from the city because of war, he used this season to have us refocus um, not just on Ukraine, but on him, that it was him who was, you know, who was faithful, that it was him that who had called us to Ukraine in the first place, you know. So it was April, April 2014, um, April 17th, 2014, when uh, the war got too intense for us to stay there, and we had to flee. And literally, um, just days after we left, there was shelling at the airport, and now the airport in our old city was totally destroyed. And um, I, remember, I remember this time really specifically because um, we didn't know what was going to happen, you know. 
We, we, were, we fled to Germany. We were sitting in a hotel room in Germany for six or seven days, and the Lord brought me back to Habakkuk 1.5. And, you know, I'm like, Lord, our city is falling apart. Everything is blowing up there, you know? Like, we can't go back to our apartment. We probably lost everything we have. Our church is scattering across Russia and Ukraine and everything. And, Lord, what, what do you want? Like, what is happening? You so specifically called us to this area. Why have you removed us from here? And he, and he brought me back and he says, you know, Byron, look at this. You know, I'm still, my promises are still true. You know, I am still faithful. I will still work a work in your days, in Ukraine, and even in your life. Even, you won't even believe it. And so I get to tell you this, this brief little testimony because, you know, it's been three years now and I get to look back on God's faithfulness of how, how awesome he is and how, how faithful and true the word of God is, you know. You know, so after leaving, after leaving the ministry in Donetsk, after not understanding what we would do or where we would go, um, again, like the Lord was really getting into the, deep, the deepness of my heart and, and, and revealing, you know, some of the ugliness and some of the sin and some of the, the pride that I was still holding on to. And this is what he was teaching me. He said, you know, it's not about your calling to Ukraine. It's not about the ministry you know, it's not, it's not even about the church in Ukraine, but it's about just the relationship with Jesus. And he said, you know, for whatever reason, you know, the ministry and the church and the calling had gotten in the way of an intimate relationship with Jesus. And I was doing all these things for Jesus, but, you know, through, through this war, God used a war in my life to to reveal to me that, you know, there is still junk that needed to be removed from my heart, you know. So God was, in, in, in that hotel room in Germany especially, God was saying, okay, I've removed you from your home. I've removed you from uh, the ministry. You're, you're, you may never go back to this area of, the, of Ukraine, but just give it to me. Jesus is saying, just, just lay your burdens, lay your heart hurts, lay everything at my feet, um, give me the ministry. Give me the, the love for Ukraine. Give me, uh, give me your life. And that's when Jesus really was starting to teach me some things that, you know, that are invaluable to my walk with him today. You know, through my, through my human mind, it was hopelessness. You know, but through God's sovereign hand, you know, he was going to use this for awesome things. Um, and I'm reminded... In, in our church back in, in Ukraine, we're going through the book of Acts right now, and we're studying, we're almost finished, we're studying Paul's missionary journey. Um, he just finished his third missionary journey. He's about to go to Rome, and you guys know this story, but in Acts 27, um, the, uh, the ship gets into um, some trouble, and they end, up being, they end up being stuck at sea for like 14 days or something. And, and the seas are crashing in on them. Actually, let's turn there. It's Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. You know, okay, so Paul is on his way to Rome. He's stuck in this horrible, horrible storm. <clears throat> Acts 
And in verse 20, it says, Now when neither sun or stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. You know, all hope was finally given up. The sailors, um, seems like the author, everyone was hopeless, you know. They were, there was, they were at the mercy of the storm. And I believe that God brought them to this place, and he brought me to a place that was like a storm in my life where there was no hope. And I think he wants us to be in a place where there's no hope in ourselves, when there's no hope in our flesh. You know, these sailors, they had done everything they possibly could. They had thrown everything overboard. They tried to tie the ship together. They tried to, they tried to fix everything, and they had lost all hope in their abilities. They, had, they could do nothing against the storm. And God's like, yes, that's perfect, because now you only have two options. It's either put your hope in me or to, you know, just give up and lose your life. And I think the Lord brings many of us to that, that place, and totally through our missionary experience, he's brought me to that place a number of times where I realize, you know, my hope, there is no hope in me. There is no hope in my flesh. There is no hope that I can do. Everything's totally, you know, out of my control, but it's a good thing because I can put my hope in Jesus who has things in control, who has, who has, holds all things together, you know. And so check this out in verse, um, 24, Paul says, don't be afraid. You must be brought, I, or yeah, or not Paul saying this, but an angel of the Lord is saying this to Paul. He says, don't be afraid. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. However, we must go aground on this certain island. So Paul comes to these hopeless men and, it's, and I love this verse because, you know, the Lord had already brought him the word. The Lord had already promised him that he would survive, that he would make it to Rome. And Paul comes to the men who are without hope, and he brings them hope in the word of God. He brings them hope that God will remain faithful. He says, for I believe God that it will be just as it told me. You know, and, and Paul, Paul gives us this example you know, when we go through storms of life, when we go through situations where there's no hope at all, he brings us to this, he gives us this example that we can still believe in the word of God. You know, even if everything else is hopeless, that God's word will still come to pass just as it was told to us. And it's so cool because we have the word of God and God gives us, you know, his word as we need it. And we hold on to that for our hope. So God was teaching me this through our, through our experiences. We had to leave, leave Donetsk, and he was asking me, you know, he took me back to Habakkuk 1.5, and he says, you know, I said that I would do a great work, you know, among the nations. Even though there's still a war happening there, will you still believe it just as I, you know, just as I had already said it? And, and also, will you turn to me? Will you turn to Jesus as your only hope, as your only salvation? Because there's no other hope left in this world other than Jesus Christ. And so, you know, it's such a cool place, you know. He was simply saying, trust in me, trust my word, and continue to step out in faith. 
you know, and that's, that's really, really easy thing to say, but it's a whole different thing to learn how to live it out. You know, technically, we were, um, we had lost our apartment, we had lost our ministry, um, and the Lord was still calling us, you know, trust in me, trust my word, continue to obey and step out in faith. And so, um, he's teaching that to me, he's teaching that to Emily, and it's cool to look back now, you know, there's still, there's still hurts, there's still things he's working on, but it's cool to see how, just how faithful he is. And we read through these scriptures and we see all of these scriptures that point to his faithfulness, but sometimes he just has to bring us through situations so that we really, really know just how faithful he is. You know, so, you know, he called us, he called us to Ukraine. It was a very specific calling. We knew that we should be in this city. And then when it was removed, we had to just, we had nothing but him. And he was like, this is great because now I can mold you, Byron. I can shape you and I can use you um, in, in greater ways because I am your sustenance. I am your strength. I am, I am sufficient for you. And he said, but continue to walk in obedience. Continue to step in faith. You know, and when you, go through, when you go through hard situations, when you go through difficulties, I think it's so easy to, you know, to get upset with God, to turn your back on God, to, to, to be bitter towards the circumstances or to, the, to the, the word or whatever it may be. It's so easy to do that because um, we don't see the whole picture. But what a blessing it is to obey the Lord when you don't know what's going to happen and then when, especially after you see start, certain things to come to pass, to see, you know, wow, it really, truly, God really, truly is calling us to the, the best thing possible he has for our lives. The best, yeah, the best situations, you know. Whether, even if it's a terrible situation on earth, you know, the best situation is to, 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 be, to be more close to him, to be more intimate with him. Um, and so after, after this all happened, um, this was really just the beginning of ventures of faith that the Lord was calling us to. You know, you guys walked through with us as we, we moved to Africa for a season. That was, a, that was a crazy, you know, story for another time, but totally, totally crazy. You know, the first night we were there, we were sitting under this mosquito net, like, mosquito net, like, that's totally foreign, first of all. And there's, like, one little light bulb, and it's, like, so dark in there, and... Emily's sitting there crying under a, uh, a mosquito net. Sorry, Emily. She, cry, like, she doesn't cry, but now she's a little bit of a crier. But this was the first time, like, we had been married for, like, five years, and I had seen her cry, like, once or twice, and now we're in Africa, and I'm like, well, what do I do with a crying wife? What, what happens, you know? And, but, like, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, like, the Lord is, the Lord is like, so faithful to um, walk with us through these crazy circumstances where we don't, um, we don't know what's happening, and he's just faithful to lead us step by step, you know, like plodding along. We don't know what's happening in the next step, but we'll keep taking another step because he's faithful to lead us, and he continues to, to pull us. Um, and he started revealing this to me. He started really revealing to, to, to the, how awesome it is to be a disciple of Christ because we get to continue to move in faith. You know, I don't, you know, if people who don't, who, people who aren't moving in faith in Jesus, you know, 
you know, you're missing out on a, a, in a very exciting life that Christ has for you. It's going to be difficult, but there is nothing better than stepping out in faith and moving in obedience, especially when you don't know, you know, what's going to happen even the next day. Um, and that, wants me, that leads me to what I want to share with you guys, um, this other section that the Lord has put on my heart from Exodus chapter 14. So Exodus chapter 14. So usually when I'm teaching, I have a, uh, a translator with me because I don't speak Russian very well. Um, so it's interesting speaking just in English and not hearing myself repeated in Russian. It's pretty cool. Um, we get to move along a little faster. Um, so in Exodus um, chapter 14, starting in verse 15, you know, this is, this is, this is when Israel is being led out of Egypt. Uh, the Lord has freed them. There's been many miracles. The Lord is using Moses' obedience, and all sorts of cool things are happening. And they're coming, they're approaching the Red Sea. And it's, I, I just want to pick up in verse 15. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, um, and they will follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. You know, so in the previous verses of this chapter, Moses had called to the people. In, in verse 13, he says, don't be afraid, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. And then in and in verse 15, the Lord says, okay, Moses, time, you know, you've called out to me, you've, you've been praying, you've been crying out to me, and now it's time to start moving, you know? And he gives Moses this really specific but simple command. Notice in verse 16, he just says, lift up your rod and stretch, you know? And most of us can do that. Most of us can just lift up our hand and stretch, you know? And it's nothing, nothing too difficult for anyone to do. Moses wasn't some special guy who had superpowers to lift up a rod, you know. He was, just, he was just a man obeying the Lord to stretch out in faith, you know. And Moses here, we had seen miracles happen before. Moses had obeyed the Lord. Moses had some rough spots, but he was also a man of faith, and he continued to obey the Lord. But here, the Lord had finally answered and, and come through and freed them. And he fulfilled his promises, but now the children of Israel were stuck at the Red Sea, you know. But God didn't leave them there to, to die. But, he had, but, but also, he had called their leader, he had called Moses, you know, continue to move in faith. You know, Moses had faith to, you know, he stuck the rod in the Red Sea to turn it to blood, and he picked up the rod and turned it into a snake or whatever. He had faith to do these other miracles, <clears throat> but the Lord wasn't done asking him to continue to step out in faith. And I think that's, that's a word for us tonight as disciples of Christ. We want to continue to step out in faith. You know, in our, in our church in Zap, um, this summer, or like this fall in September, we started we, a, lot of, a lot of junk started to come up to surface and we started to um, you know, just see some, 
some problems in our church and we had to start dealing with it. And the, the, the uh, word that the Lord gave to us to deal with this um, was from the Hosea verse that we were praying through tonight, you know. He was just saying, let us continue to press in to know the Lord, to know his knowledge. And it also, he, the Lord also called us as a church that, or he called us out as a church that, you know, we're just a church that isn't stepping out in faith anymore. You know, he gave me this picture um, of our church as kind of, I, didn't, I don't know else how to describe it, but just floating, you know, floating and going to and fro wherever the, the sea pushes us or the water pushes us. And the Lord says, you know, he called us out as a church on that. He said, you, you guys are a church that isn't moving in faith, that isn't pursuing after the knowledge of the Lord, but just kind of floating along, you know, doing ministry, reaching the community, but just kind of floating there. You know, so what, what would have happened if Moses was floating along, you know? The Egyptians would have caught up to them and killed them all. But God continued to call him, okay, here's another step of faith. Reach up your hands, stretch out in faith, and I'm going to do wonders among you, you know? Um, so if you continue on this, you'll see. So verse 16, the Lord calls him to stretch out. In verse 21, it says that Moses obeyed the Lord, and he stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And he made, and he made the sea dry, and, and they crossed the Jordan, you know. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't because Moses, you know, was more spiritual than anyone, but he was moving in faith and moving in obedience. And I think the Lord gives us simple little callings in our life to step out in faith. You know, moving to the mission field, it didn't, it didn't start with, you know, a church plant. It started with us praying about moving there. And then it started, and then, and then we took another step of faith and emailed the pastor out there, and then another step of faith and bought plane tickets, and then just visited, you know, and step by step, soon the Lord has led us to Zaporozhye where I'm pastoring a church, you know, and, that, and it's just so cool to see how he uses each step. Even some of them seem small. You know, when we first got to, when we first got to Ukraine, you know, we didn't even know how to pay like our utilities or anything like that. And it took a whole day just to figure out how to pay our electricity. But you know, that small little, that's just a picture of small little steps that you have to take in obedience to the Lord. You know, we could have been like, Lord, why did you call us to a country where we can't even pay utilities and just given up that day? But he says, no, be faithful, obey me today. Tomorrow is the next step, you know, and step by step the Lord is leading us, just like he's leading Moses and the people here. So Moses obeyed. Um, and then verse 26, the Lord calls Moses. He says, stretch out your hand again over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots, and on their horsemen. And so in verse 27, Moses, he stretched out his hand. He obeyed the Lord. And he stretched his hand out over the sea. And when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. And so the Lord overthrew, overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, the army, the Pharaoh, you know, all this stuff. And it's cool. It's a great picture um, of a time for action in our faith. You know, Moses had two op options. Don't stretch out your arm in faith or stretch it out. If he didn't stretch it out, God would have either used someone else or, you know, they would have been killed. But he did stretch it out and he was able to see the mighty things that God 
did. And so I see this, this example really as, you know, a picture of, of ministry, a picture of missionary life. You know, maybe a lot of you guys are called to the mission. Uh, maybe you guys are praying about moving somewhere. Um, and I just encourage you, you know, seek the Lord, hear those, those callings, and just be faithful in obedience in those, little, in those little, little steps, you know. Be faithful to stretch, to stretch your faith, you know. You know, just like exercising, we have to stretch to stay healthy. And I think we have to stretch our faith, you know. We have to be putting our faith in, in Jesus. We don't want to be floating, stagnant Christians, but we want to be pushing in to know the Lord, to pursue the Lord, um, and all that he has for us. So that was, this is what the Lord's teaching me, you know, just ventures of faith, steps of faith. Um, and so he moved us to Africa, and when we were in Africa, he called us um, to just be faithful there. And we had a commitment there, and by the time that was wrapping up, the Lord had really put on our heart, it's time to return to Ukraine, it's time to, to uh, go back there and see what I have for you. And so um, we had... This first, the last year, we were living in Kiev, and we were doing some orphan ministry. Um, actually, I have a photo I want to show you guys. We were doing this orphan ministry in Donetsk before we had to flee the Lord, the, the, from the war, and we met to... Actually, can you go to the one before that? We met two girls. These are our girls, um, and they are orphans from eastern Ukraine, and we thought when we left Donetsk that we would probably never see them again. Actually, we, thought we only knew one of them at the time, and we thought we would never see her again. But when the Lord called us back after Africa, uh, she, she had been um, removed from the war, and she was staying in Ukraine. And um, she was just graduating from the orphanage, and we invited her to come live with us. And there was another girl who, who needed a place as well. So we had these two girls living with us for a year that had no family. They, had, they were war refugees. Um, and God continued to show his faithfulness. Um, he answered our prayers to bring us back to Ukraine. But he also um, called us to step out in faith because, you know, we don't have kids. But here now we have, you know, two teenage girls. And, like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, <laughs> so... As you can see, like, I'm just like, what's happening there? So, but, you know, like, but God is so faithful to, you know, we were praying for this one girl, and her name was Yana. We prayed for her all the time we were in Africa, and the Lord brought us back to her. And then we met this other girl, and her name was Yana, too. And the Lord showed me this, and he said, you know, why weren't you praying for two, like, why were you limiting my faith to just praying for one Yana? You should have been praying for more Yanas because I will, I, I will give you more Yanas. You know, so the Lord, just, just a little testimony of how the Lord continued to um, show himself faithfulness and, and show himself faithful and to continue to call us um, in obedience. But Kiev, you know, with those girls was just a season. And the Lord continued to call us um, to ministry. And so um, he called us to this city called Zaporozhye. You can call it Zap. And we, um, I pastor that church now. And um, we can show this, the next photo. This next photo is the, um, our church. So this is our awesome congregation. Um, there are people who love Jesus and need Jesus, just like us. Um, but we, we, when we first visited the city, um, the church had already been planted like 15 years ago. And it was with out a pastor for many, many years. The, the pastor had to leave because of some health issues. And the Lord sustained this church for 
seven or eight years without a pastor. And they were praying faithfully for a pastor. And so when we came back to Ukraine and we heard about the need in Zaporozhye, we came down and met these people. And the Lord just, you know, melted our hearts for these people. And um, apparently they liked us because they didn't reject us. And we, you know, we, did, we haven't been kicked out yet. So we, we, uh, we are ministering to these people. And they're super awesome people. But, you know, with that, the Lord continues to call us to stretch out in faith, to walk in obedience, you know. These people speak Russian, and I don't speak Russian very well. Lord, how am I supposed to pastor a church in a different language that's not my own? But the Lord says, don't worry, I got this. I'll take care of it. I am faithful. Um, and just be obedient. Just be obedient today. Be obedient in your language studies. Be obedient to give the people the word. Be obedient to, to love on these people, and the Lord will take care of the rest. Um, but, yeah, I just want, you know, these people, are, these people are really special to us. We, we saw them, we came to visit them, and, and the Lord showed us two things about these people. Number one, um, you know how Jesus looks at the, the multitude and it says he was moved with compassion because the people were like um, a sheep without a flock or sheep without a shepherd? And, and the Lord kind of gave me this verse when I looked at these people. You know, people um, that loved him but needed, needed a leader, needed some guidance, needed some teaching you know, needed a pastor. And then number two, there was also problems in the church, obviously. There's problems in every church, but the Lord showed me, you know, in Judges, it says the people are doing what was right in their own eyes. And so without a pastor, you know, the church was doing what was right in their own eyes. Some of them were following the Lord, some of them were not. Um, so we, the Lord brought us into the situation to love the people, to teach the word, to get back to the foundation of the word. Um, and, and just love on these people, you know. So, so we've been there for almost a year now, faithfully going verse by verse. We're almost done with Acts in, on Sundays, and we're, we're going through Genesis on our midweek study. And the Lord is so faithful to just, you know, we're seeing people's lives be transformed and changed by the Word of God. These people weren't receiving the Word of God for a number of years. They were in a very unhealthy situation without being fed. But now, after eight months, we're seeing hearts slowly change and be transformed by Jesus. And it's cool. It's cool to watch, you know. And it's cool to see as, as we continue to step out in faith, our church is starting to step out in faith with us, and we're starting to reach, we're starting to reach the city of Zaporozhye. Um, yeah, so I just have a couple more minutes. I just wanted to share, like, a little bit about the city also. You know, the city is... Um, it's an industrial city, and it's very polluted, and there's a lot of factories, and it's, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a city that um, isn't so pleasant compared to some other cities in Ukraine. There's a lot of crime, and it's, and it's very close to the war, the war territory as well. Um, but we love this city. Like, the Lord, it's totally the Lord to put things that don't seem natural to love on your heart. And, and like the moment we arrived in that city, the Lord's, the Lord's love for that city is just so impressed on our heart, you know, and for this, for this church and for this hurting church, you know. Um, so, so that's kind of our ministry. We kind of, um, kind of just are moving in faith. We're just kind of plodding along, stepping one step at a time, obeying Jesus. And 
Um, we've, had, we've had church discipline issues. We've had marriage counseling problems. You know, we've had um, different things like that. But the Lord is opening doors through these heartbreaking situations to get into people's lives so that they can receive from God, that they can receive from his word, and that they can, you know, turn back to Jesus. Um, and, and just one really, really cool thing that we're doing there is we meet every Monday night for prayer meeting. And I was just really blessed by the Wednesdays here as we pray for 10 minutes, you know. And we're praying on Monday nights as a church. Of course, not a lot of people show up. Sometimes it's, you know, just two or three of us. But the Lord is using um, that time of directed, um, focused, fervent prayer to really change um, our hearts and change the churches, um, you know, change them back into the image and the, the glory that God has for them. And so, you know, I encourage you guys on these Wednesday nights, like it's so cool um, for me to see a congregation praying together um, here. And we have our little congregation praying together too. And the Lord is, the, God's hand is moving as man prays. And it's, it's so cool to see how he's opening doors He's opening doors in Zaporozhye. He's given us favor through these prayer meetings. He's given us uh, relationships with people in the church. He's given us favor with some of the, uh, the uh, government workers in the city. He's given us open doors to, to uh, reach the community. And, you know, he's really working through prayer. And the prayer, the prayer meeting is becoming the backbone of our ministry. And it's not, not necessarily the Sunday service where that's good but it's the night where we gather just to seek the Lord in prayer and, and, and study his word. And so um, we've been praying. As we showed up, we've been, we were praying for church leadership. You know, the church was kind of run by some elders and, and some people, um, but we had some difficulties um, kind of reestablishing how the church worked. And for this last um, eight months or so, that has been our biggest prayer and our biggest, um, one of our main, fo- one of my main focuses on just um, taking some guys in and, and, and working with them and discipling them and teaching them. And the Lord answered this prayer. If you could show this last photo here. The Lord answered this prayer. Um, we have these four guys. Um, I got to, we got to pray over them just right before we came back to Aurora. Um, they're kind of um, the two guys on the, the right are our elders, and then the two guys on our left are servants who are just faithful men. And this is a huge uh, this picture is just a picture of God's faithfulness um, because you guys don't know, um, you know, what the, the, the church a year ago, um, this, something like this, it's just a big step. It's, it's awesome. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about this photo because these guys are just faithful guys who want to serve the Lord, who love the Lord, um, and they're taking care of business when we're gone, which is super cool. Um, so the, I believe, you know, that the harvest is great in Zaporozhye. It's, it's a hard ground. It's a hard culture. But the Lord is, is working, and he's softening hearts, and he's bringing people um, to him through his, through his word. And he's working through Calvary Chapel, Zaporozhye. So I just want to share one last verse with you guys. It's in Second Chronicles. You guys probably know this verse. Second Chronicles chapter 16. But maybe you guys are thinking, like, why is this, you know, why would an American move to Ukraine? Maybe you're not thinking that, but people in Ukraine always ask me, like, why is an American in Ukraine? We want to go to America. Why are you coming to our country? And right there, we have an, a, an opportunity to share the gospel with them, right? We're here before Jesus Christ. 
you know, but maybe you guys are thinking that too. Like, why would we leave America for, you know, a, a country that's not our own, a country that's not so comfortable maybe, or a, a place where uh, the language is difficult. But the Lord, in verse 9 of Sankar Chronicles 16, it says the Lord is, his eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who are loyal to him. And I believe he's searching our hearts now, even tonight. He's searching, um, he's, he's, he wants to get into the inner depths of our heart to show himself loyal on our behalf. Our, uh, but he wants to know, like, is our heart committed to him? Are we, are we seeking after him? Are we pursuing after him? Like Hosea says, you know, let us know him. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. And he's going he's gonna to show up on our behalf. He's going to be loyal to us. And, I, and, I, and I've seen that, and I hope you can, you can understand just through the brief testimony I've shared tonight that he is always faithful um, to use us. He wants to use us. In missions, he's going to do his work with or without us. He will find someone to use to, to meet that need wherever he's moving. But he wants to use us. And for me, I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out on the, the harvest that he has in Ukraine. I don't want to miss out on the, the, just being a part of spiritual revival in Zaporozhye. You know? So I just pray for all of us. You know, Lord, keep us and make us usable for you, for your kingdom. You know, so you guys, you know, maybe, maybe the Lord's putting missions on your heart. I love missions. I'm super excited about missions. Um, and, and I hope, I know, that, I know that that's a lot of you guys here. A lot of you guys are praying for us. A lot of you guys are supporting the various missionaries. Um, continue to step out in faith, whatever your role may be with missions. Continue to step out in faith and serve the Lord and pray for Pray for what he's doing. Like Habakkuk says, look among the nations and watch and be astounded. I'm going to do a work, an awesome work in your days, you know. And we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of the harvest. We want to be those laborers that, that we're praying for. So I continue, guys, encourage you guys, you know, if you guys want um, to step out of faith and be a missionary, just do it. Like, there's nothing holding us back. Like, the Lord is calling us and... Um, just step out in obedience. So um, I'd love to pray with you guys after, um, after service. If you guys have missions on your hearts, I'd love to pray with you. If maybe you don't know Jesus and you think just moving across the sea is totally crazy, I'd love to, to speak with you and, and share with you, you know, what Jesus has done and, you know, what Jesus can do for your life and the abundant, overflowing life that he can give you. So let's continue, you know, let's continue to stretch our faith out like Moses. Let's continue to pray for the nations um, and be usable by the Lord. Amen? So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for uh, Calvary Aurora. Just what a blessing this church is. Thank you for the people, uh, even on the radio or online or whoever's listening, Lord, um, that you are ministering to their heart, that you are, um, you are calling them to you. It's your goodness and your kindness that leads us to repentance, Lord. And what an awesome thing it is to um, just know such a good and loving God that, that you, you're drawing us in, that you, you want to know us. You know, I think of First John when he says, oh, wow, what, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God.
What an awesome, what an awesome truth that is, that through your, through your son, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can be called children of God, Lord. And I just pray for the people here tonight who may not know you. Just pray that they turn their hearts to you, that their hearts are softened towards you, that they repent and confess with their mouth that you are Lord. Lord, and I pray for the people here who, who maybe have backslidden, maybe they're, maybe they're not backslidden and they're praying about missions and they're praying about stepping out in faith. Whatever, whatever each person here, Lord, you know their hearts. And I just pray that you move in their lives in a mighty way. Lord, we pray for laborers in Aurora and in Colorado and, and in Ukraine and to the ends of the earth. We pray for more people to bring your truth and your word. Um, Lord, and we're just, we're just thankful to be a part of it. We're thankful for your goodness, your faithfulness, that you would want to use you know, men and women who aren't, who aren't special or not, you know, who aren't strong in themselves, but they're, they're made strong in you and they're special in your eyes, Lord. So we just, we just give you this time. We just give you this, this last song unto you, Jesus. In your name, amen. We pray that you've been touched by this study from Calvary Aurora. For prayer or a copy of this study, call area code 303-628-7200. Be blessed this week in the Lord.